Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much for jumping on. We've got a very, very special guest this week. So before we kick off, a couple of things that are, I guess, are happening. So we are well and truly in the thick of COVID at the moment. It's looking like this second wave of infection happening at the moment. Melbourne has and Victoria have just gone back into lockdown for the next six weeks. So we really are in challenging and interesting times. And it's a really opportune time to interview our guests today. But I guess I've been having a lot of conversations with a number of our clients talking about what that means for them, particularly I've been on the phone and in meetings this morning. Today is the first weekend off the back of that and having a chat with people about what that means for their practices, what that means in terms of being able to identify where to from here. They were being, feeling a bit deflated because they said, great, you know, we're just going to do all this face-to-face stuff and now that's all been parked. So I think there's a couple of issues. One is that obviously that and being able to pivot and work out what you're going to do virtually. I don't think virtual is going anywhere. So if you're still on the fence about whether you're going to set up virtual or not, you've got to do it. So don't keep holding off and thinking when things go back to normal. So you have to really look at what your virtual offering is and how are you going to offer the similar kind of service, but somehow do something virtually. There are plenty of people in your tribe who still want your help. And then there's plenty of people who still have problems and still need your solutions. So trying to work that out. I think there's also challenges around how do you solve Some people at a certain price point, there's people who still need intensive help and there's also people who don't have the budget but still need some help. So what are you doing for them? And then there's also what are the events that you need to shift over to virtually? Do you need to shift to perhaps considering the type of content that you're delivering? So if people are perhaps not necessarily going to a full-blown event, do you need to start to focus on lead generation and tribe building a bit more? collaboration is coming up a lot with people. And then I think there's also a lot of conversation about the other states. So if you're in New South Wales or Queensland, South Australia, and the other states like Tasmania, WA and uh, Northern Territory, well, what does this mean for us? Does this mean that this could potentially happen to us in the next few weeks? So I'm where with the clients I'm speaking with is to I'm preparing, you know, to say, well, this could look like this for the next three years. At the end of the day, we still don't have a vaccine. And even if we did, it'd still be a while off before we even get that. So you have to, I think, plan for most challenging situation. And then what do you do if things are better? So you kind of need plan A, B, C, D, and E (laughs) in place. So it's not a bad time to talk to one of our very special friends and guests and somebody who has helped me in my practice today. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I guess from here is what I would encourage you to do is to really continue to think about the content that you're sharing with your clients, continuing to add value, maintaining your consistency with your content. There are a lot of eyeballs on computer screens and phones at the moment, constantly looking for information. So I'd really encourage you to keep being the translator, keep sharing valuable and relevant 
information that people can work out what the challenges they've got at the moment and be the guide, really do what you can to help them. So, of course, we have a content club and uh, content creation boot camps that are on. So we're still continuing to run those. We have the next one coming up. Actually, the content creation boot camp is on this weekend and we have another one coming up very soon. And then, of course, if you need help with your content, you need to be more consistent, jump onto Content Club. You know, we meet every for two hours every month and create 10 pieces of content in two hours and not just any content like cat videos or in my world, puppy videos, that would be fun, but world-class content that you can use to really leverage and grow your practice. So with all that said, today I want to introduce our very special guest. Our very special guest is the one and only Janine Garner. So Janine is obsessed with unleashing brilliance in individuals, teams, and companies. As a connection expert at the organizational level, so through collaboration, interpersonal level, through networking, and intrapersonal level at energy and intent, her whole world revolves around helping others reclaim and reignite their influence. A highly sought-after keynote speaker, educator, and author, Janine works with high-profile global leaders, helps many of Australia's top 50 ASX companies like Ernst & Young, CBRE, DXC Technology, HP, Optus, CBA, you know, all these organizations. She's a best-selling author of two books and has just released her new book. Her previous books were Meet From Me To We and It's Who You Know. Her new book is called Be Brilliant. How to Live and Lead a Life of Influence, which has just been released. She's also the host of her own podcast and uh, she shares stories of individual successes from people around the world. So the reason why I have got Janine on to share with us today, Janine has actually been a mentor in the past for me. She has been instrumental in helping me build my practice she was my mentor back in 2016, I think. So she'd just written from me to we from memory. And she really is extraordinary. We've also done some work with her to help her in her practice and worked with some of her clients around LinkedIn strategy and things like that. So I wanted to, of course, get her on to ask her all about the new book because the things that I really wanted to know from her, what do you do if you're struggling to really, you know, put yourself out there? There's a couple of great things in her book that are around how to have a mindset of progress and not perfection. I think perfection is one of the biggest things that holds people back in their practices and helping them to execute and grow. So I really wanted to find out what she had to say about that. And the best thing is, is she really understands what it means to grow a practice. So to build yourname.com, she's built it herself for her own practice and she's definitely helped me and countless others to be able to do that. So enjoy the podcast today. I hope it's helpful and uh, I'd love to hear your insights and thoughts from it. So enjoy the podcast. Bye for now. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Janine. I am beyond thrilled that you are here. You are one extremely busy lady and you have had so much going on. So it's great to be able to go, okay, we actually get it for some time to actually uh, hear a bit about your very exciting brand new book called Be Brilliant, which I actually received my copy hot off the press in the post today which is extraordinary and it just looks amazing so be brilliant but before we get into it because I've got heaps of questions to ask you about it Janine you and I met 
Gosh, how long ago? <laughs> Seems so long oh, ago now. Right. A it long time ago. Six years ago, seven years ago. Right. Yeah. So for those who are listening, I've had the good fortune to work with Janine. Janine has been my mentor personally in my practice, which has been extraordinary. So Janine, I'd love for you to share a bit about your journey, your practice, who you help now. But if you're happy to share, tell us about your world, JanineGarner.com, because we have all these experts <laughs> in our community going, how has she built JanineGarner.com? Oh, my God, even I don't know that. It's, it's so crazy. <laughs> and I think, I think that's part of this whole magic sometimes of you've got to be brave enough to absolutely have a vision but then let it evolve and morph as you get there which is pretty much what I've done. It's interesting. Somebody described me recently. It was actually Saxton, my speaker agent. They said, gosh, you're the queen of reinvention, Janine. And I went, no, I'm not. I'm not the queen of reinvention. And then that weekend I mapped out my career from leaving school to where I'm at now. And I went, oh my gosh, every eight to nine years I've reinvented myself. How strange from a corporate job in London well, actually, if we start off, it was like working class farmer's girl where the dream for my family was stay in Yorkshire and keep working in the family business. But then I chucked that in and went to university and then moved to London. And then after about eight or nine years there, moved to this country, Australia, to start all over again. And then after eight to nine years in another corporate career, decided to leave that and build my own business. Eight years later, I decided to sell that business to now <laughs> essentially work 100% in the practice. I guess you could say I am a connection expert. You know, I'm obsessed with the power of connection and how this helps build brilliant relationships, how this unlocks incredible collaborations and innovations and ultimately how both of those things help build business performance how it drives sales and as I said my corporate experience started off in the UK I arrived here at the age of 29 I arrived in Melbourne on the 1st of December and I literally had a backpack a permanent residency visa a resume and a boyfriend and that's pretty much all I had (laughs) everything up and essentially I had to rebuild my career in a country where I had no social proof rebuild my network in a country where I knew nobody and rebuild my life in a country where I literally had just come here for the sunshine, the ocean and the dream and actually no idea how it works. And I guess that actually gave me this unique perspective into the power of developing deep and meaningful relationships and having conversations that are real that you can leverage over time. And when you look at how I built my career here in Australia and some of the successes, I was most formerly group marketing director at Oriton Group. So I looked after the Oriton brand, which Australian listeners will know very well. And I looked after the Ralph Lauren brand here and in New Zealand. And that really involved this ability to build collaborations, to talk to the consumer, to ensure that, you know, Mr. Lauren and the team were happy and the media were happy and the shareholders are happy and the board were happy, like getting everybody working together further reinforced this instinct that I had around connection, around deep connection versus superficial And I started sort of just researching and becoming really interested, Jane. Looking back now, I was always curious about what was the tipping point? Where did success come from? What made things different? And how did relationships stretch over time? And when I left corporate, 
So at the age of 39, 40, I decided to set up my own business because I was passionate about as a female executive, having support around me to help me continue to fulfill my dreams. And that's where the network business that I built and subsequently sold came from around. There is more to this. There is more to life. Yes, it's about success, but we can achieve so much more if we work together. And that's where the first book came from from me to we and it was at that point that I met our mutual mentor Matt Church and he started talking about thought leadership and practice and speaking and I was like no no I'm not having any of that I'm building a business thank you very much (laughs) and I just said talk to me in two years and he did and over the last sort of eight nine years I've been more in demand in terms of speaking I've worked individually with incredible C-suite and corporate execs, and a lot of my work has been working in corporate Australia and global organizations in terms of building high-performing teams, all at their core, the power of connection. And that's where essentially then that second book came from of It's Who You Know. So both of my book number one and book number two were very much around capability building collaboration skills breaking down silos building relationships unlocking ideas and then it's who you know was actually we need to have our own network we need to have people around us to help us achieve so that's where it's who you know came from and that's continuing to do great I think it's been translated into six languages it's I know right it's amazing incredible and then I went why are people still not getting it what is going wrong here And that is really where the next piece of work came from. So I started my own podcast, which was about trying to unlock these stories of brilliance. I knew in my heart that everyone has brilliance in them. It's just stuck. It's a bit like the work you do, Jane, where you say I'm unlocking the ideas and I could sense it in my private mentoring work. I could sense it with audiences that I spoke to after doing a keynote. And then in the work that I do in organizations and training programs, it was like I could see this potential, but there was something stopping them. And so I started interviewing thousands of leaders through the podcast and interviews, et cetera. And these four traits came out continuously. It didn't matter whether you were captain of industry, incredible entrepreneur or thought leader, whatever it may be, these four traits. And it was on the back of that that I then wrote this third book, Be Brilliant, because I truly believe that Unless we can connect with ourselves, we are never going to be able to connect with other people or collaborate with other people in the right way to unlock the potential of each other and the potential of ideas. And so it's all just joined in, which is why I giggle when you say your practice and how you've got to, because it, I almost had to go through each of the stages to yeah, actually right. get this book. And it really is fascinating when I look back and go, wow, it really is this journey into just stepping up your IP, being brave enough to speak out, being brave enough to challenge your own thinking and other people to get to that next level. So so what I do now is I'm well, pre-COVID, I speak, I train in organizations, I have my own mastermind group, and I do a very small amount of mentoring. That's terrific. You know, you've had such an amazing journey and it's been incredible to watch, particularly having known you through a lot of that time and just to be able to see you on your journey. So you've already whet our appetite on these four things. Can you tell us, I mean, you've got this incredible, the way you've captured the book, but can you tell us what are the four things 
that we need to know and how do they work in an expert's world? What do you see? Because you've worked with a lot of experts. You've been on faculty in Thought Leaders Business School. In fact, you are a partner of Thought Leaders Business School and so you've been heavily involved there. So you work closely with experts and you've got a marketing background and you totally understand Thought Leader Marketing. So what are these four things and how do they work in an expert's world? It's a great question and I think I want to start with why don't we achieve brilliance? Mm. A couple of people have asked me, oh, it's such a big word, Janine. You know, why should we be brilliant? I, why shouldn't you be? You look at successful people and you start talking to them. They're exactly like you and I. They have the same doubts and the same fears, the same imperfections, the same concerns about their limitations, and yet they somehow have managed to rise above it to take their brilliance to the world. And if they can, why can't you? The reason you stop is because you doubt yourself. People doubt themselves. They don't take ownership of their own journey. They're so busy deflecting and detracting from themselves that it's someone else's fault, that they're not getting the business, they're not getting the bookings, they're not getting this or that or the other. And as I said, at worst, you blame yourself. I'm not good enough. I'm comparing myself to somebody else. I feel like an imposter. And so we're never going to become brilliant until we can get rid of that, until we can rise above our imperfections and accept everything about ourselves and until we can stop beating ourselves up about our limitations it's going to be impossible and so these laws of brilliance that I talk to start with the self-leadership piece so law number one is about you it is about you becoming more visible it's about you having a level of self-belief and it's about you owning your spotlight it really is aligned to your message at the moment about stepping up and getting noticed. Um, you know, what is your area of expertise? Who are you? And who are you being? And who do you want to become? You know, stop faking it till you make it. Stop pretending to be someone else. Stop doubting your capability. Everything that you have already done to hear is absolutely giving you the permission to become more. But so many of us create stories about ourselves and listen to the stories in our heads or the voices in our head, and it stops us from moving forward. And you are never going to become brilliant in your thought leadership until you can get past yourself. I know it's hard. This is why writing this book was so hard for me because all of us have got to go on this journey. So law number one, is all about owning your spotlight. Stand right. for something. Okay. Law number two is actually going, okay, you can own all this stuff, but if you're exhausted, if you're absolutely knackered, that your energy levels are depleted and you haven't got the ability to think, then you are no good to anyone. Yeah. So law number two is all about being ready and harnessing your energy. And you and I both know, Jane, having built a practice where essentially you are at the center, yeah, where it's all about you, that ability to manage your own energy to ensure that you are bringing the best of yourself at every single opportunity is really tough. Whether you're in a practice or whether I think about my corporate clients, people are literally running on gas. We just can't survive. And now in these times that we're in, we've got to look after ourselves to make sure we're functioning at our best for our clients, 
for our communities, for our businesses, for our staff, for our family, for ourselves. So law number two is all about being ready so you're functioning at your best. Then it's about, okay, now you've got this stuff. Now I'm giving you permission to go out there into the world. And it starts with law number three, which is being together, connecting with intent. It's like my core IP. You cannot be successful on your own. It is impossible. And you know what? Those moments of self-doubt and comparisonitis and I'm not good enough, yes, you can help yourself out of that, but other people will get you out of it. So the importance of engaging in the right way, connecting with the right people and learning how to collaborate effectively, not just the hot shot word that's running through organizations right now. It's like, how do you truly collaborate to unlock ideas and potential? And then law number four, and again, this comes back to the practice world. Law number four is then, okay, it's time to be heard. It's time mm-hmm. to magnify your influence and your impact. It's time to share your message with the world and let people hear you. Let's be consistent in how you are bringing yourself to the world because that consistency of you sharing your message with a desire to help other people and intentionality to serve other people gets noticed. It creates a ripple effect. And part of law number four is all about how, yes, you do that for yourself, but also through doing that, how you're able to amplify the people around you. And my mission now, which actually has never changed, Jane, you know, you've known me for long enough and you know that the core of me is helping other people succeed, helping other people become more. And it's become so much more clear now that my mission is to unleash the brilliance in 10 million people over the next 10 years. Because if I can do that, if we can do that, and it's possible, if you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, And if I unlock your brilliance, which I know you already have, you are already impacting more than those five people. So that's my mission. If I can get more people to step into their space of brilliance, to become exactly who they want to be, to share their message with the world, whether it be through thought leadership or through how they lead, to connect with deep intent, to take people on that journey, then absolutely we're going to unlock more brilliant collaborations, more brilliant ideas. We're going to drive performance. We're going to drive change. And that's exactly what we need right now. Right now, the world is asking us to step up. It couldn't have been a better time. Like you kind of look at this. At first I thought, oh, poor Janine. Oh, my God. I was thinking, just be thinking, oh, my God, to launch this book at this time, could I make it any harder for myself? But then I thought, you know what? This is the perfect book for this time. This is exactly what the world needs. And you're spot on is that you didn't have the choice of picking this time anyway. It's just how it worked out. But I think you're spot on is that coming through this time in particular is we're going to have to be able to have this ability more than ever. You know, I was reading something the other day where until we have a vaccine or whatever, we're really kind of in this situation until... We don't know what this is going to look like in the next three to five years. So we go, okay, so how are you going to get you, like for those people who are going, well, I've just either perhaps been made redundant if I've lost my job, now I have to start a practice because we have some people in our community who are listening to this going, they're making the transition. They're going, you know what, because this is what happened in GFC. I had my practice back in GFC and also at the time we had a change of government here in Queensland. 
in 2012 and 17,000 people from the public service were made redundant. So we worked with a lot of those people to start their practices back then. And at that time, that was a lot of people going, oh, I really have to stand out here. So I think we're seeing that again now is to be able to say, okay, well, if I now suddenly have to perhaps even start my own practice because you've got people going, well, there are no jobs, so I've got to set my profile up on Upwork. I've got to launch my website. I've got to now create a practice and based on my expertise because there are no jobs anyway, so I've got to somehow put myself out there. So I think I love this law number one, particularly getting comfortable with the spotlight on yourself. I think that's really uncomfortable thing to do for a lot of people and even particularly you know in Australia we've got the tall poppy syndrome where it's not cool to stand out it's not cool but if you can get comfortable with that and push yourself through the discomfort of it and that's really connecting like you said with that core of yourself and your personal brand who are you what's the value you bring and I love what you say here particularly around the be ready a big part of this and you talk about your energy absolutely where there's only there's a business of you there's no marketing department there's no finance department (laughs) you're it and so I think this being ready managing energy and I think a big part of the being ready is positioning and for people who are doing the work the opportunities come it's just got to be ready if you're not ready the opportunities aren't there if you haven't done the work so it's not like these things magically turn up right it's that you're known for what you did with the law of putting yourself in the spotlight if you're known for that then you're positioning yourself ready and having the energy to take advantage of the opportunities that come along i love what you say about connecting with intent and your book it's who you know as you mentioned for those people who are listening, Janine, if I'm not giving it out, it's on a slide, I would say in 99% of the workshops I deliver. If you haven't had a look at Janine's work in this space, it's really about making sure that you're very intentional about the people that you have around you and who you listen to and who are supporting you. So definitely take a listen and make sure you go and have a look, jump on Janine's website. And you've got a diagnostic around that too, right? Like you can actually take a questionnaire and people can work out where their gaps are in that intentional connection, right? And it's the tipping point. And now more than ever, the people you surround yourself with will make or break you. We talk about law one and owning your spotlight. It is hard because it's beaten out of us in the playground. It's beaten out of us through 360 degrees where we focus on what we're not great at. It's the one thing we remember. You know, if you think about what people have said about you, you can very quickly remember the negative stuff versus the positive stuff. And yet in this world that we are now in, the only thing, the only thing that can never be taken away from you is your experience, your skill, and everything that you have done to now. And when the world around us is moving so quickly, we've never been here before, Jane. As much as some of us have been through the GFC, the reality is now we have never, ever existed where there is an economic challenge going on globally, where there is a health challenge going on globally, and where there is a social challenge going on globally in terms of the Black Lives Matter, gender, etc. So you've got all this stuff going on globally, which no wonder so many of us are freaking out about our future because businesses are being very technical in terms of making decisions where they think they know the answers. But the reality is we have no idea yet. And so I go, you can either choose to get stressed about that. You know, it is scary. 
I get that. Mm. But you have a choice. Mm. I go, brilliance is a choice. And the choice starts with you owning who you are, what your message to market is, and thank God for your community, Jane, where you help people unpack that and put it back together. But then it's about sharing that with the world. Now, you can do that on your own, but as you and I both know, doing it alone is a really lonely journey. And so now more than ever, surrounding yourself with these people is key. And one of the things I talk about in It's Who You Know is get really clear on what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Don't think three years ahead or five years ahead or 10 years ahead. Go, actually, now I'm saying to my clients, what do you want to achieve by the time you get to Christmas? Like, seriously. <laughs> I've actually been saying to my private clients, you know, right now we've got to surrender to time. Actually, right. you know, I'm a corporate through and through pre my practice, and it was all about 30 day plans, 90 day plans, one year, five years. I worked for a Japanese company. At one stage, we were doing 10 year plans, but we've got to surrender <laughs> to time because we have no idea. When we're going to come out of this acute emergency phase, look at Melbourne at this time of recording. Right. Melbourne has just gone back into shutdown. So we've got no idea when that's going to end and then when this recovery reimagined phase. So the only thing what I'm saying to my clients to do is think about now, next, and later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally going, there's your plan now, next, and later. Now, if you think about your now plan with a view and a little eye on your next plan, what is it that you're trying to achieve? Mm. I get really clear in terms of professional and personal goals, not 300 pages of things you want to do. But if you were to achieve those things, those top three things, personally and professionally, what are they? And then I go, who's helping you? And this right. is where the tension point exists because more often than not, people haven't thought about that intentional connection of the people that are going to help them with their plan. And then it's who you know. I talk about you're at the center with your goals. Your job yeah. is absolutely to share that plan with this inner circle. And the inner circle in terms of four key groups consists of the promoters that are all about helping you become more. You know, they get your vision. They think you're remarkable. They think you're exceptional. They'll absolutely beat out of you any imposter syndrome or lack of self-belief. And they're constantly encouraging you to do more. The second group are the pit crew. And they are the people that really don't give a damn how much you're earning or how big your practice is or what deal you've won or whether you've written a book. They just care about you and they keep you grounded. Yeah. I often think of the pit crew as these incredible people that feed your soul, that wrap you in a lovely warm doona when things aren't so great. They don't buy into drama. You know, some people that just love drama and drama goes on for six months. These pit crew hear the drama and then they go, right, come on, let's do something about it. So that's yeah. the pit crew. The third group are the teachers. And the only differentiator that any of us have right now is what we think. Yeah. It's the only differentiator and who we are being. And it's who we are being. It's like we talk for so long about authenticity and real leadership and all that stuff. And I'm going, yeah, we can talk about it, but no one's being it. Everyone is still faking it. No one's showing everything that they feel. And we're starting to see bits of it as a result of lockdown and leaders coming online and us beaming into each other's home, but I still go, connection still got to go deeper. You know, it yeah. takes courage to let people in. And the teachers are incredible because they get your smarts and they're all about helping you know more. 
They're yes. stretching your thinking. They're making you feel really uncomfortable. But on the other side of that is where incredible growth happens. Now, what too many of us do is we stay with the same people for way too long. And we keep hearing the same stuff. We keep having our injection of motivation, but we're doing bugger all about that learning. Your teachers are going to go, I've told you, get on with it. And when you outgrow your teachers, which you should, yes. you should absolutely outgrow your teachers. It's time to move on. So as an example for me last year, this is where I invested. And I took myself off to Harvard because yeah. I really wanted to stretch my thinking and just play that bigger game. And it was phenomenal. So the fourth group then is your butt kickers, I call them. The people that are going to make you do stuff. They don't take excuses. They make you own things. And they don't put up with your bullshit, quite frankly. <laughs> and we need those too because a lot of us talk a lot of bullshit. We commit to plans. I'm sure you've had these in your community yeah. where you go, yeah, 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 I'll do 52 blogs this year or I'm going to write my book. And then it's like, oh, I didn't have time. I'm too tired. Yeah. I haven't got this. Your butt kicker is literally going, I'm not listening to excuses. Yeah. Come on, you've committed. And we need them because they care about your success. So this in a circle is absolutely critical. I've literally got over here on my wall, my inner circle for this year. We did it when COVID hit and my business plan had to change. Right. My goals subsequently changed. I then looked at my inner circle and I went, right, I need to change some of this right now. And this is the thing about your network. It is organic. It is down to you. You are in charge of it. You yes. have to be intentional about your connection. And most of all, you have to take ownership of the support and the help that you need and ask for help. I reckon that's a big one, Janine. Is it because people sort of, I find for a lot of experts, they operate a little bit in isolation because this is a type of business that is sense like, well, I'm an only operator or I'm working in a micro business. And so it can have an impact on the mindset that I'm an island instead of going, well, actually, that's just the brand. It doesn't yeah. mean that you live on an island. We're not sitting back and waiting for those things to come to us. They just don't happen. I think you've spot on is being able to, this came up in session today, was first of all being aware that you've got to have that community around you. And I love that you talk about the 12, you've broken it up in those quadrants because if we go Dunbar's work around building a tribe and we say Dunbar said, well, you've got to get 150 clients and that's a much your bandwidth. But we forget about that inner circle. And I find, as you're saying, is that for a lot of women, I think female experts are the ones that probably struggle with it the most. Would you agree? Because if you ask a female expert, typically if you say, can you name your 12 to 15 in that inner circle? Yeah, they can't. Although I'm probably a bit biased right now. I'm surrounded by so many people that have been trained in my IP, so they actually get it. Yeah. But equally, yeah. I remember doing this training in a corporate and the CFO of 18 years of experience in this organization got up at lunchtime and walked out. And I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? And when I went to find him at afternoon tea, he literally said to me, Janine, you've made me realize I've been doing a lot of stuff and I've been delivering to the organization's goals, but I actually don't have my own goals. And I know a lot of people, but oh my God, I actually don't know anybody really well. I'm not letting people in. And the genius with this IP, Jane, which actually isn't in the book, but I'll share with your audience now, is you can overlay this framework onto your best clients. All right. Yeah, absolutely. So what I do, and my audience is corporate. So let's just say I've got a corporate, then I'll go, 
okay, within my corporate, who is my promoter, who is my teacher, who is my pit crew and who's my butt kicker, which allows me to nurture the relationship in the organization, which means that, you know, that thing where one person leaves and suddenly you're starting all over again, it's never happened because your connection strategy is different for each person. And this is where then it leads on to that referral strategy, et cetera, et cetera. But first of all, think about you and get your own network. So I find it fascinating. I'm passionate about or obsessed about the power of connection. I'm seen as an expert in networking. I've written a book, a best-selling book about networking. I've built and sold a network. I live and breathe it, but I never go to networking events. (laughs) I have built my entire practice and business on the back of this IP and how I use this IP to nurture relationships and be intentional about how I look after those relationships I love that because how often do you hear I go to a networking event each week and I haven't met anyone or I still don't have a like you said if then you go okay great so how many are in your community or how many are in that inner circle oh three but I go to networking events every week so I highly recommend if you haven't had a look at Janine's work in this space all experts, if you've worked with me, you know how much I go on about it, but highly recommend go on, have a look at this work that Janine has done. It's well worth getting really intentional about who you surround yourself with. And the last one, Janine, I've got to ask you, the one that which is being heard in terms of to be brilliant, in terms of being yeah. heard, the biggest challenge for, I guess, we see the biggest range. We see people who are doing a million dollar plus in their practices in our content creation programs and content clubs they just turn up and are getting through the content they've sort of achieved a lot and now they're just maintaining their practices and then we've got people who are just starting out and I think even if you've had your practice for some time there's a leveling up that happens at some point where you go okay I've really got to step into this new piece of IP I've been heard for a long time on this like you said around capability as opposed to stepping into a bigger learning or a bigger message I think there's sometimes that there's a you're constantly leveling up and there's safe spaces for all of us in our practices in being able to build our expertise what advice do you have for people around that being heard how do you overcome that fear of I mean you've had to do this with your own book in this journey Do you have any advice for those who are making that shift in that elevation from perhaps their commercial IP and stepping into an elevated message of their personal IP and becoming vulnerable and sharing more of themselves? And it's a really, really good question. And I think any change requires an ownership of the fact that it's scary. Staying the same is comfortable. But if you have a desire to do more, and it is like this feeling of there's more work to do, there's more work to do, then who's telling you that you shouldn't, first of all? You know, what voices are you listening to that are telling you not to do that stuff? And then are you choosing to listen to them or not? The other thing too is I go, remember, we are on a marathon here. We're not trying to run a sprint. And what I often see in practices is, and I remember you and I talking about this probably five years ago, Jane, you know, people are going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, because we get bored of our own IP before the market gets bored of it. Now, to put it into context, I don't even know. I'm just pulling this out because it's at my side. This was published in, let's have a look, first published in 2017. It still is selling like hotcakes. It's still in the top (laughs) sellers market. It's still being picked up in other markets. It hasn't yet really 
had the chance to kick off yet in the US. So that's a huge, huge opportunity. And it's a classic example of we almost go, all right, this has been around long enough. So I really believe that we're all on our own journey. I hate that word too. We're all on our own end destination, let's say. And it's the (laughs) ultimate vision that drives you. Um, I also say it is your journey. It's your practice. So it's about chasing progress, not perfection. It's about taking one step. Today I did a video post to my own Inner Circle Mastermind and the message was, what is the 1% more you're going to do this week? Mm -hmm. it's the same with your practice what is that one percent what is that one percent what is that one percent and and remember that if you are consistently sharing your message if you have people following you then they are curious about your next piece as well and our comparisonitis is the thing that kills us so when I was writing be brilliant I do remember this moment with my editor literally going I just can't do this this isn't good enough I think I actually said I am no Brené Brown (laughs) literally I got into total total comparison mode and it froze me because I was like I don't have a PhD in this I haven't studied human behavior for years and years and blah 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 and she said to me Janine your life is your PhD your experience and what right do you have not to share that and I think it's this Don't, you know, Simon Sinek talks about it in his new book, The Infinite Game, and he talks about having a worthy rival and how a worthy rival makes you better. I don't know if you've read that book, but definitely worth reading within your community. And one of his laws is find a worthy rival. And he said, the thing about the worthy rival is they make you better. They lift you up versus you thinking it's competition and an end game and stealing market share. And so in my world, I've got worthy rivals like Gabrielle Dolan, Kieran Flanagan, where we work together to build each other's businesses and we actually make each other better. And your progress is all that matters. If you are 1% better tomorrow than you are today, that is fabulous. I think I share a story in my book about two people that I know, Alison and Sarah. And both of them had applied to run the New York Marathon. Now, Alison, she literally runs everywhere. She's always out training. She rides her hands across the water. She's as fit as anything. And I think this might have even been her second New York Marathon. And she was like, I want to do it in under three hours or four hours. I can't remember the exact stuff. And then you had Sarah, who is ex-Navy. She's got three children. And she's like, I want to run this marathon because I want to use it to get fitter. So she was on her own training. Both of them went to run at the New York Marathon. Both of them completed it. Now, the interesting thing was their mindset at the end of it. So Alison had damaged her knee. She threw up halfway round. She was so determined to finish it. She was being injected at the first age camp. And she finally got over the line and didn't quite make her timing target. And she was beating herself up about the fact that she hadn't achieved Then you had Sarah, who finished the marathon in just under eight hours. She literally was one of the last to come in. And she said it was the most amazing experience in her life. And as she's coming over the finish line, she comes across this other person that's struggling and how she helped that person over the finishing line. And she was so proud and excited about her achievement. The reason it's such an awesome example is Sarah had done it in eight hours and felt like she'd achieved. Alison hadn't quite met her goal, but she'd done it in, let's say, four hours and felt she failed. 
In my mind, they both achieved. Alison had achieved through pain and adversity to get through that finish line. Sarah had managed to train to complete the New York Marathon. And it's the same in our practices. It's the same in everything that we do of when we compare ourselves to others, it Mm -hmm. limits our potential for growth. If you're comparing yourself for growth and for ideas and for innovation, if it is a worthy rival, then brilliant. But as soon as it starts making you feel icky, as soon as you start beating yourself up for what you haven't achieved versus celebrating what you have achieved, then you're in a whole heap of pain. So I go for every practice. Remember, we are on a marathon here. It is your own journey. We're currently getting things thrown at us left, right, and center. And surely it's about still being here and still serving people and still getting your messaging out to the world in whatever way. And just be consistent because 1% more each day gets you there. Like, don't beat yourself up if you don't post on LinkedIn for a day. Seriously, just get up and start again. Don't make it stop you. Nobody knows. Nobody outside your project plan knows that you were supposed to post at 7.30 this morning. Seriously. (laughs) You drives us so much. The time that's lost on feeling guilty over that, you could have it written by now. So um, I love that. Janine, you have been so generous with your time as you have been with me in my own practice and in my business. Thank you so much for coming along to share your insights and thrilled for you with your new book. This is going to be an absolute bestseller already. You can absolutely see it. And you already hit number six globally in the bestseller list with uh, for all the widely published books. So there's absolutely oh, okay. there's number six globally of all books. All books. All, all books. books just incredible you truly are walking your talk you are brilliant thank you so um we are thrilled for you and thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights particularly in the context of running a practice we're so grateful that you have so much expertise and knowledge in this type of business and what we can do to be brilliant in our own practices especially when we feel it's pretty vulnerable playing under your brand and your name.com and you certainly get that so what would you like us to all do how can we best support you well first of all i would love you to buy a copy of be brilliant so it's available online all major retailers if you want to download a sample chapter or find out a bit more about the book head to bebrilliantbook.com and the second Mm -hmm. thing having done this journey of practice and just in my nature i am absolutely willing to help so if anyone has any questions Drop me a line on LinkedIn. Find me through Jane. I'm really happy to share my thinking. My thinking doesn't always follow the rule book, but you'll always get an honest comment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But absolutely really happy to support any of you because the more of us that share our brilliance with the world, the more we can uh, create that ripple effect for other people to be brilliant too. So really happy to help any of you. Thank you so much, Jane. You really are brilliant. Thank you. Look, I'm thrilled for you. I can't wait to be able to see where this takes you, With particularly at this time. We, I think it's a really interesting time to launch this and I think the impact you're going to have with this book could not be better timed to be able to have the impact you're going to make and you already have and you already are even without the book anyway. But this is just going to take it to a whole new level, not just for your practice but for those people who really need it. So make sure you jump on, make sure you follow Janine, reach out. 
above and beyond generous for you to accept questions from our community personally. That is beyond generous. Thank you. So reach out to Janine and even say, let her know you heard it on here and make sure you jump on and buy the book. And even better, one of the things that we talk about in our community is how you can be generous with your untribe. If you think this is even valuable, what you might even like to do is buy a couple of copies, buy one for yourself and buy one and give it to a client. And I reckon you're doing them a massive favour, particularly coming through COVID-19. They'll love you for it. So thanks so much, Janine. We look forward to um, seeing you on down the track and having you back when uh, hopefully you'll remember us when you're super famous. Of we're thrilled for you and really excited to watch you on your journey. So keep on being brilliant.